MyMac.com podcast number 45. The next generation of radio, it's the MyMac.com podcast. Podcasting from the MyMac.com studios, it's your hosts, Tim Robertson and Chad Perry. And uh, Chad joins the podcast after a week's vacation. Yep. I appreciate uh, Chris stepping in for me last week. You guys sounded really good. Yeah, I'm sitting here cracking my knuckles. Isn't that rude? Yeah. There's people going, oh, what is that (laughs) popping sound? That's me cracking my knuckles. Yeah, Chris, it was fun doing a podcast with Chris. Um, We have been talking via iChat for for, for, uh, probably at least an hour before I go... Hey, you just want to record the podcast with me here real quick? And mm-hmm. we just kind of hammered it out. Yeah. The, the audio quality stunk. Um, yeah, but I chat. There's just no good way to import. No. And yeah. we probably should have jumped over on Skype. It would have at least sounded better. But mm-hmm. I didn't have the means to record the Skype conversation from within the program as I do in iChat. So right. That's why I kind of... That's, that's why we use iChat. But uh, thanks, Chris, for uh, filling in for Chad last week. Yeah. And... Of course, we've got his Not Mac News coming up later in the show. Mm-hmm. The show. I know it. It's our big show. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Just podcast 45. Can you yeah. believe 45 of these things in the bag? No, I know What are we going to do for the 50? I mean, we've got like, you know, four weeks now, realistically, well, to plan for short no- show number four, uh, 50. Yeah. You, know, you know what we need to do? We need to get you a router in here so you can hook up both your laptop and your G5 to the internet at the same time. Yeah. And hook up the speakers to that so we can have a Skype conversation, both of us at the same time, like we did with Bob Levitas way back mm-hmm. in, what was that show, 29, oh, 30? way back. Yeah, well, when Tiger was first released, yeah. that was in March. It's been yeah. a while, so yeah. um, we ought to do that. We ought to pick you up a router they're pretty cheap now i mean yeah well you need you know what else i need to do is i need to go to ramjet and get some ram for that yeah power book because that thing is yeah 256 megs is oh yeah and uh it's ramjet.com good place to get memory that will actually be the last time we're going to mention ramjet at least for the immediate future yeah their, oh. their, their sponsorship runs out after this show well, we certainly appreciate it. They've been a great sponsor. Absolutely. Uh, thank you very much, Ramjet. Um, you guys paid us enough, so Chad and I both bought a Corvette. <laughs> Just thought I would throw that out. <laughs> no? Yeah, and the radio control and the hamsters love to ride in them. So. <laughs> Uh, got a lot of stuff going on up at uh, MyMac.com right now. Uh, we got a sneak peek of Adobe CS2 for dummies. Mm-hmm. That's basically where, part, where we posted a part of a chapter from a brand new book. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's pretty neat. We're, we're working with a couple different publishers. We're going to offer that. We're not going to give a whole chapter posted online. No. We are going to provide a, a, you know, a little glimpse of the book so you can see it. Maybe it'll mm-hmm. convince you to buy it or not buy it. Yep. Um, one of my writers actually emailed me afterwards and said, so should we hold off reviews of these books that we're giving these sneak peeks to? And I said, why would we do that? Yeah. He's like, well, if we're giving like, the sneak peek, isn't that like we're endorsing it? And I said, no, <laughs> it's not an endorsement. It's we're sharing this information with our readership. Yeah. Uh, it, there's nothing in the on that sneak peek saying this is how great this book is. Go mm-hmm. buy it. Um, maybe it is a great book. Maybe it isn't. I haven't read the book, so I, I can't make an intelligent decision one way or another. Right. And, and you know, who knows? That's people what reviews could, are for. People could assume that when we put up those mini chapters that... We're just giving them the highlights like a bad movie trailer. You know? All right. And this one, we put up the information on Vanishing Point, which is one of the main new features of Adobe Photoshop CS2. Mm-hmm. And um, that's so that's what we put up there because I thought, and it wasn't just my uh, idea, it was the person I'm working with. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, you know, Adobe Vanishing, uh, the Vanishing Point is a really big deal in uh, CS2, mm-hmm. Photoshop. So it might be a good idea to post that up there. And I said, yeah, that's probably a really good idea. That's information that people can really use because even if you're a diehard Photoshop user, you've never used that feature before because that's the big new feature in CS2. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's a good idea. I think it's fun to, to be able to post that. I, it's a big pain in the butt for me to try to um, take it from the PDF that I have 
and convert it to HTML, which basically I have to reformat the whole thing, the graphics, everything, because obviously the way it's laid out for a book is totally different than the way it's going to look on a website. Right. And I didn't want to just post a part of a PDF up there either. Ooh, download the PDF. You can yeah. It. I'd rather people come to the website and it's all in HTML, but it took me a little bit to have to convert it and all that stuff. Yeah. So did you uh, take a look at our uh, new writers? Yes, I did. I read uh, both of uh, Donnie Yankelow's articles. We uh, we started out uh, last week, and it was three things a switcher should know. Mm-hmm. And this week, we have a new one up there called three more things a switcher should know. Switcher. 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 <laughs> Uh, we named his articles now uh, Mac Spiration. I kind of like that. Uh, he came up with that name. Combination of inspiration, perspiration. I think perspiration. <laughs> I think perspiration. <laughs> don't sweat your Mac. This is the yeah. easy stuff. Yeah, that's true. It I don't think that's stuff. actually what he got it from, but I kind of like that definition better. Well, it yeah, should be inspiration. Yeah. You know, it inspires you to use your Correct. Mac. Well, this makes it because he's he's basically telling new users how to use a computer, mm-hmm. don't sweat it. This is the easy stuff, and he's going right. to show you how to do stuff. Right. I kind of like that definition. I like that definition, too. And I think, you know, it, it plays into an important part of of, of what our web, what the website's all about, which is helping people be more effective with their Macs. It, and it, it, that's how my, the original downloadable MyMac.com or MyMac magazine was created mm-hmm. for, which is a review shareware at the time and how-to stuff. Mm-hmm. We really got away from a lot of the how-to stuff over... Uh, well, really, a few years ago, we mm-hmm. had a couple uh, different writers writing a starting line column, which really mm-hmm. focused on new Mac users. Yeah. It was extremely popular. Um, but we kind of got away from that, and I'm kind of, I, I kind of wanted to go back there. Mm-hmm. But it's not always easy to find people to write those type of articles. If you're yeah. an experienced Mac user, it's personally, I think it's boring to go back and write a how-to. Uh, it's very easy, like Chris said last week. It's very easy just to assume that everybody knows how to do right. this. Right. And it's just not the case. I mean, especially if you came from a Windows PC for years and this is the first Mac you've used. These could be, yeah, there could be some really frustrating points for switching to a Mac. A just lot. Performing yes. the basic tasks. Yeah. Yep. Um, just <laughs> somebody emailed me wanting to know how to figure out how much RAM was in their memory. And of course, on a PC, that's not an easy task to do if you're not used to a PC. Right. On a Mac, you just go to the Apple menu and go to about this Mac, and boom, it's right there. Yeah. Once I explained that, they're like, "Oh, that's so simple." And I said, "Yeah, it's a Mac. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be that simple." So another new article is uh, Nemo's ten-point tutorial number one, uh, and that's for iPhoto, and uh, that's kind of another how-to mm-hmm. for new users, not necessarily new to the Mac, but maybe it's they're new to iPhoto. Yeah. So it's great that John Numerovsky is, is doing those articles as well. Mm-hmm. Did you see my uh, my weekend archive? Yeah, I actually remember the original article. Do you? So. <laughs> and, it's, and it's called, I Was Wrong, Wrong, Wrong. I was thinking about maybe reading it during the podcast, but I don't know. Yeah. It, it's, it's, well, when did I write that? I'm going to bring it up here while we're, we're doing the podcast, which is always fun to do to not be prepared and just start clicking. There we go. Right I like. There. Did you notice I put the little jackasses yeah, face next to the iPod? And, of course, it was written October of 2001. Yep. And it's when the iPod was first released. And I basically said, yeah, they'll have some, some success right off the bat. And it'll be popular probably with just Mac users, but eventually Sony's going to come into this market and kill everybody. Yeah. <laughs> er, and er. <laughs> yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> Thank goodness, too. I mean, you know, I'm it's, glad I was wrong. It's Dell that's coming in. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got up there right now. We got a couple ebook reviews from David Weeks. Yep. Uh, take control of customizing Office and serious editing in iPhoto 5. So, uh, by all means, go take a look at the MyMac.com website. And we've got some blogs up there from the writers, including from me. you. Yeah. No, I've got a couple up there. You and John and Bruce have posted. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, that's a lot of good stuff up there. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we're always looking for new writers. Um, the hunt continues. Well, that's how we got Donnie Yankelow. That's right. He was listening to the podcast and went, hey, I could write. Maybe. <laughs> so, no, he can. And, and I think he can. <laughs> he can write. Uh, yeah. He said he didn't consider himself a writer. And I thought, well, no, you are a writer. I'm mm-hmm. reading your stuff. I'm going to post it. And I don't post this to anybody's. I mean, it's... Right. it's I. 
yes, we would like to have new writers, but, you know, I'm not going to post just anybody's stuff. It, it has to meet a certain criteria of being worthy, and mm-hmm. his definitely was. Yeah. And uh, there's another person that we're talking to as well, mm-hmm. and he's from the U.K., and mm. he's interested, so we'll see what happens with that. Oh, cool. Well, shall we get to the uh, news from MacMinute.com? Absolutely. All right, I'll kick us off. This was posted September 19th, Macworld Expo Boston canceled. Dun, dun, dun. IDG has said that it is pulling the plug on Macworld Expo in Boston, report CNETnews.com. We did it for two years in Boston without Apple, said IDC World's Expo spokesman Mike Sponsor in the story. However, he said, in talking with the exhibitors and others, it became clear that there was not enough demand for future shows. Sponsor said the final decision to cancel this event was made Friday. The company now plans to concentrate on a larger San Francisco event. It's, uh, you know, I don't like to see when something like this happens, but let's be honest. You and I had talked about this on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. In fact, during the, the whole expo week, we were like, well, there's nothing going on at the expo. I mean, um, hardly any news reports are coming out of the expo that's like, ooh, wow. The manufacturers of the actual computer you're celebrating are not going to be there. That's kind of a problem. Yeah. <laughs> at least on that scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, well, we'll get to that later. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll talk about that later. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, from September 20th, iTunes 5.0.1 available for download. Apple today released iTunes 501 via Mac OS X's software update utility, the latest version of its popular digital music jukebox and online music store. Apple says this release features a new and more powerful instant search, including the new search bar, which helps you find exactly what you are looking for into iTunes or from among the 2 million songs on the music store, folders for organizing playlists, and new parental controls for music, music sharing, and podcasts. 5.0, 5.0.1 features several stability improvements over iTunes 5. So if you're listening to this, Russ Walkowicz, uh, go download 501 of iTunes and maybe it'll fix your disappearing um, playlists and iTunes podcast subscriptions. Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of people are having that problem. Mm. Uh, Adam Curry on the Daily Source Code has been um, mentioning it a few times. Mm. I think uh, Apple finally fixed it. Mm, Excellent. And this also from September 20th, Microsoft enhances Entourage 2004 for the Enterprise. Microsoft Macintosh Business Unit, or the MacBU, today announced the availability of Office 2004 for Mac Service Pack 2, introducing significant enhancements to enterprise collaboration. The company says this update is a result of its close work with its corporate customers and delivers new features to boost Microsoft Exchange server support in Entourage 2004. In addition, SP2 provides updates across all Office 2004 for Mac applications to help improve overall product security and address top issues identified by Microsoft and its Mac users. Office 2004 for Mac Service Pack 2 is available today via its auto-update utility for the website. That's that's actually really, really good news. A lot of Mac users that are taking their machines to work cannot access email from that Mac because there has been nothing on the Mac side that's been compatible with um, the Windows Mail program, mm-hmm. the server program. Yeah, um, Microsoft server. Yeah, and and so I think this is great. Um, it ne- it should have been there right, af- yeah. right off the bat, not, you know, a year later. Mm-hmm. But it is there now, so that's good news. Yeah. Uh, September 20th, Steve Job- Jobs warns of digital music price hike. Apple CEO Steve Jobs, like I have to say Apple CEO, but... Yeah. People listening going, Steve who? Who, Who's that? (laughs) Steve Jobs has said the music industry is, quote, greedy for considering a hike in the price of digital downloads, warning such a move would drive users back to privacy, unquote, reports Reuters. If they want to raise the price, it means that they are getting greedy, said Jobs in a news conference in Paris today. If the price goes up, they, consumers, will go back to piracy and everybody loses. I agree with him. Yeah. I think he's right. Um, what that's not saying, though, is there the music industry is saying, you know what, we should be able to charge like a buck fifty, two bucks for a brand new single right. that everybody wants, right. but maybe seventy-five cents or fifty cents for something in the back catalog mm-hmm. that you know doesn't really. I mean, an old Depeche Mode song, for instance. Right. So what they're looking for is they're looking for more of a a staggered price, a demand-based price, more or less. Right. Yeah. And. Uh, 
I don't know. I, I kind of like 99 cents a song. If there's yeah. a new song and I want to go get it, I don't want to have to guess how much it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 99 cents. Simple, it's easy to remember. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's the whole... I think that's the big thing about the iTunes Music Store. It's, it's, not, it's less than $1 to buy one song. Mm-hmm. And it's less than that if you buy an album for nine ninety nine with, you know, 12 songs on it. Oh, yeah. The so, albums, I mean, you can't... Like, once, I've, I know I've said this a dozen times, but you can't beat the album prices at iTunes. No, it's... I don't... I never go and buy a brand new CD anymore, ever. Unless you're going to go buy a used one. And, and even then... And even then, probably yeah. not, because if it's used... And I didn't pick it up when it first came out, and it's been that long where it is, you, you know, mm-hmm. in the cheap bin now. There's probably only one or two good songs off it anyways that I could probably pick up on the iTunes Music Store. Yeah. But, and I, you know, and I said this to Chris, I think, last week, or maybe you and I have talked about it. I have used uh, LimeWire type of applications and went and downloaded mm-hmm. music. But the ones that I usually get is the digital versions of songs that I already own, either on album or cassette. Mm. And I think that's fair use. Yeah. You know, if I already own that music, you know, whatever it could be, a Judas Priest album from '86, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and I don't want to have to convert that to digital myself. Plus, it'll sound like crap. Yeah. If I could download it for free on my computer, I don't see the harm because I already own it. Yeah. You know, I own a copy of that. So, and I think that's fair use. Okay. And finally, no, no not finally. finally. September 20th, Apple announces .Mac Enhancements Backup 3. Apple today announced an update to .Mac, its membership-based online service. New features include .Mac Groups, a service that helps members communicate, coordinate schedules, and stay in sync with private groups of friends or colleagues, an updated version of .Mac backup software that makes it easy for members to archive their iLife and other important files, a fourfold increase in combined iDisk and email storage to one gigabyte for individuals and two gigabytes for families, and full French and German localization. .Mac provides the simple and elegant online experience consumers expect from Apple, said Robert Schubin, Apple's Vice President of Applications Marketing. By tapping into the power of the Internet from within the applications they use the most, .Mac members around the globe have discovered a better way to experience the Internet. Yeah, okay. Um, you know what gets me? They always seem to come out with a .Mac upgrade like a month right before my .Mac account is set to renew. Yeah. I don't know why that is. I don't know. <laughs> Just yours. They're going. You know, Tim's got to decide whether yeah. he wants to renew or not. Let's 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 kick it up. Let's give him a gig now. He'll go. Oh, it's a gig. Oh, it's a hundred dollars a year. Here comes Lemon Tim. Um, yeah, it's you know one gig, and they say uh, it's easy for members to archive their iLife and other important files. Their iLife, which is what uh, iPhoto. Well, you're not going to fit probably everything. Not if you take a lot of pictures. No. You're definitely not going to save any uh, iMovie or i um, DVD. DVD. I mean, those are way too big. Yeah. Give, me, give me 100 gigs up there and then, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> but otherwise, don't start, you know, sprouting this. Oh, you can save your iLife stuff. Up. No, you can't. I mean, the small stuff. You can stuff. save your address list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, your cal- and your calendar. And, you know, that's pretty much what I use it for. I sync yeah. my bookmarks between my different computers and my mm-hmm. e- email... Um, signatures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I do have some important files that I encrypt and then I put up there for storage. But mm-hmm. otherwise, I don't use half of the half of everything that Doc Mac. Uh, let's see. September 19th, Fujitsu unveils Mac-compatible scanner. And there's a reason I'm reading this one. Yep. Because obviously we don't read every new product that comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fujitsu today unveiled its first scanner compatible with Macintosh. The Fujitsu Snap, Scan Snap Scanning Solution Supporting. God, look at that! Look how many S's right there in a row. Mm-hmm. Scan Snap Scanning Solution Supporting yep. <laughs> Mac OS X version 10.4 allows users to convert paper documents to PDF files that can be organized, shared, and protected. In addition, the scanner features Fujitsu Scan Snap 50-page automatic document feeder. Mm. The Scan Snap is com- compact. Upright one button scanner which allows users to scan at speeds up to 15 pages per minute wow. for single sided documents and 30 images per minute for double sided documents. The Scan Snap is available now for $495. I've actually been playing with one for about five weeks now. Really? Yep, they sent me a, a unit for review. I'm actually writing the review, not, you know, right now. I'm doing the mm-hmm. podcast right now. Yeah. But I, I probably hammer out about a paragraph 
every other day or so. Um, it's taken me longer than it usually does, but it's a very uh, intense review that I'm trying to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not everywhere that I can find a scuba gear to, to go underwater with the scanner and test it underwater. And yeah. And stuff, you know. But so far, honestly, though, and seriously, it's it's pretty cool. Really? Um, it was a lot smaller than I was expecting. It's about the size uh, the size of a half of a bread of loaf. A, a, half, a half, half a bread? loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and it's not much. It, it's just small. I'm just, yeah. and it's so lightweight. And when I first looked at it, I thought, how is this thing going to scan a whole piece of paper? And it's so small, it's probably going to be really slow. Mm. Well, I put the document up there, on the, and you hit one button on the scanner after you install the software, obviously, and it, that piece of paper just flips right through. Zip! It's done. And you look at your computer, and pow! It pops right up in a uh, PDF. Wow. It's done. It, it's already scanned to a file. It opens up Adobe PDF, and there's your document. Mm. I, <laughs> I love it. I think it's a great little product. Um, I don't know if I would actually spend 500 bucks for it, but if I had a small business where I had a lot of documentation and I really needed to have a backup of all that stuff, I mm-hmm. think this would be a great solution mm-hmm. for a small business. I mean, big yeah. business, obviously. Even a mid-sized business probably would, you know, they need something a little bit more powerful than this. Mm-hmm. But, boy, I tell you what, <laughs> I, I think it's a cool little thing. Um I haven't done the, the entire review yet. One thing I don't like is it scans every document as a graphic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one file. It's just a graphic. Mm-hmm. So you can't, say, uh, use Spotlight, for instance, to search for text within those PDF documents because yeah. it's not text. It's just a picture. If it would have had some OCR software, on-screen recognition, mm-hmm. so when it comes through, it actually converts the text to text, mm-hmm. so it's searchable, then th- I think this would have been just a fantastic product, but doesn't have those capabilities, so... Yeah. yeah. There's no sense of complaining about it because it's not there, but that is something I wish it did have. Mm-hmm. But we'll get more into uh, that as uh, the review draws near. In the meantime, let's go uh, listen to, oh, let's say, Chris Seabold and uh, Small Dog Electronics. Sounds good. Okay, software is installed. I backed up the data. I think I have these cables plugged in right, but it still won't work. If you spend more time managing your computer than you do running your business, maybe it's time to switch. Whether you're designing buildings or running a daycare, Apple Business Solutions from Small Dog Electronics can help you better manage, market, and mobilize your business. And they're more compatible than you might think. Check out the PowerBook Business to Go bundle for just 18 including wireless networking and MS Office in Waitsfield and on the web at smalldog.com. Small Dog is small business. And now, Not Mac News with Chris Siebel. Dell recently released yet another iPod killer. This one takes aim squarely at the iPod Shuffle and is known as the Dell Shi. Oops. Almost misread that. The device is known as the Dell Diddy. Not Mac News has obtained an internal Dell memo where the design team apologizes for the appearance of the device. In the memo, the design team cites lack of time as a primary reason for the less than stellar looks by writing, quote, We realize a project like this falls under other duties as assigned but we felt our primary janitorial functions took precedence. In Mac news, Apple is being hailed as France's new Samanex after revealing absolutely nothing worthwhile at the Apple Expo in Paris. When queried about the lack of shiny toys, Steve Jobs said, again quoting, Three words, baby, tax-deductible vacation. Not Mac news. Thankfully, it is only a weekly thing. I'm struggling for a way to end this. Uh, bye for now. Whatever. You're listening to the Dashboard Minute, exclusively on the MyMac.com Greetings, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Guy Searle, and I welcome you to an all-fun-and-games Dashboard Minute. 
First one out of the chute is a match the colors and remove the blocks or circles game that while you may have seen it before, it manages to add a few nice features. It's called Same Game and it's from Errol Leighton Sayer. I hope I pronounced that right. Basically what you have to do is find any combination of blocks or circles that are adjacent to one another of the same color and click on them. That's about it. The more of the same color shapes that are next to one another when you click it, the higher number of points you get when they disappear. You have your choice of three different game board sizes and two different shapes. You can also mute the game noises from within the game if you don't want to hear the little clicks and beeps while you play. It's a 123K download and can be found at Apple's Dashboard Widget Download site, as well as all the usual places and the author's website at errol.errolanddana.com forward slash creations. A few podcasts ago, I mentioned the Unity software development platform and that it can be used to make 3D games for the web and, of course, dashboard. There are some games starting to come out using this software, and the one that recently caught my eye is called Overwhelmed by the fine folks at Gravic Interactive. Imagine an arena where you fight other ships that move in a 3D environment, all within dashboard. Weapons change and health icons are scattered all around the arena for you to run over. This is some serious fun. Two different arenas, four different ships to choose from, and four weapons make for mass destruction aplenty. Another cool bit from this game is a button that makes the widget go from, well, widget size to full screen. Overwhelmed can be found at Apple's dashboard site, dashboardwidget.com, and of course at most of the other widget sites. For more information about this can't-miss game, go to the author's website at gravic.com. Another little widget created using the Unity development software is a complete time waster, but odd enough to give it a spin, literally. It's called Widget Monkey, and it's essentially like one of those segmented toys you might have played with as a kid that when you push the button, the animal or a person on the platform collapses. Oh, yeah, I know, what's the point? None at all. The monkey can be made to collapse by either pressing the yellow button within the widget or hitting your spacebar. You can even make the monkey dance around a bit by shaking the widget window around on your computer screen. Weird, huh? Find it at the typical dashboard download sites, and more information can be found at widgetmonkeys.com. As always, if you have a question or comment about the Dashboard Minute, or maybe you have a widget you'd like me to review, if you do, send me email to dbminute at gmail.com. That's it for now. I appreciate your listening, and I hope you'll join me right here next time on the Dashboard Minute on the MyMac.com podcast. Bye-bye. Why? Well, I, I, how are they going to join him? That's recorded ahead of time. Okay, everybody go to Guy's house. This <laughs> guy's going to post up on the website when he's going to record it. And everybody's going to join Guy and record the podcast for him, with oh, him. That would be awesome. Wouldn't that be fun? It'd be like a podcast party. Oh, a dashboard party. That's right. Speaking of our listeners, we have some MP3 feedback. So we let's, do. We sure do. Let's jump to that real quick, and we'll be right back after listening to this. This will be cool. Hey there, Tim and Chad. It's David Cohen from Manchester, England here. Uh, I'm a keen listener to your MyMac.com podcast, and I thought I'd drop you a quick voice message just to let you know my experience of switching from Windows to Mac. I decided to have a look at OS X about three to four months ago. Um, I was sick of clearing off spyware and all the security updates and everything on my Windows boxes and also having to reinstall them all the time for various problems. So uh, I picked up a machine on eBay, a PowerBook G4 Titanium, 400 MHz. It was about four years old and I was just impressed. It was running Panther 10.3 and uh, it just ran so well for a machine of that age and um, you know I just found the whole operating system really easy to use and really easy to get things done with I mean I know Windows inside out I've been in the industry for about 20 years but uh, it really was a good user experience my wife actually also saw the machine and and had a go on it herself and she also felt that it was very good now she's not a geek, uh, she's not really interested in computers apart from getting things that she wants to get done and playing the odd game and this, that and the other, but she just felt that the whole thing was, was much better than her her Windows machine. 
And funnily enough, uh, a week later, we were in a shopping mall over here and went past a department store that sells Apple equipment. And I pointed out the Mac Mini to her, and she just could not believe that the machine was so small and ran, you know, did everything that that uh, a computer needed to do. And when we got home that day, she did something I've never seen her do before. She went online to the Apple Store, got her own credit card out, and ordered a fully specced up Mac Mini for herself, uh, wireless keyboard and mouse, uh, air airport, the whole thing. Um, she doesn't buy electronics. If she wants electronics, normally she comes to me and asks me to do it, or she she will shop for something that I've told her I would like. And uh, this really was quite amazing to see her go out and drop her own money on the on the computer. Uh, and when it arrived, she was really thrilled with it, and uh, and so was I. I ended up buying one myself. We've sold all the PCs in the house. Uh, they've all gone on eBay now, and we've gone completely Mac. Unfortunately, I still have to use a Windows PC for work. But um, you know, the 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 Macintosh really is. is a fantastic platform and I, I think our experience uh, I've seen on the internet people talk about the halo effect from the iPod but I think our experience is maybe more um, more representative in that uh, if you get an opportunity to, to see the machines and, and you know you've got that, that confidence in Apple because they're now a big brand that people know who they are and what they're about and uh, people know that they, they do good equipment then then that drives the sales and uh, it drives people to go and have a look at the machines and then, then they buy uh, as I say we've got two now my mother-in-law's also bought one because uh, I was tired of supporting her Windows machine all the time uh, and I in fact am upgrading from my mini to a, uh, a dual processor G5 Power Mac which I managed to find cheap uh, on the internet and uh, yeah it's great and um, you know Macintosh is definitely the way forward for us um, I just enjoy the fact that I'm not constantly supporting machines anymore but I can just get on with using them which is really where I want to be because my time is uh, limited anyway I love the show um, love listening to, to what you do and uh, thanks very much for that and uh, catch you soon bye and I want to thank uh, David for sending the MP3 feedback. And, and it's open to anybody. Anybody who wants sure. to send us some MP3 feedback, we're more than happy to play it on the show. As, you know, don't, don't use any profanity and try to speak clearly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but doesn't David have just, like, the perfect voice for something like this? Yes, he does. I don't mean just his accent, which I really dig anyways. Mm-hmm. But I'm just talking about... I don't know the way he conveys information. Mm-hmm. Very I, clear and concise and to the point, but at the same time, he really holds your interest when he talks about it. At least he held mine. He so. did mine, too. Um, he should really do a podcast. I think he would be fantastic in one. Hmm. And speaking of podcasts, here's an idea that I came up with a few weeks ago, and I've talked to a few people, and I think we're going to move ahead with this. Okay. And that is we're going to expand the... Uh, MyMac.com website to include other podcasts from other people. Really? Yeah, basically what we're looking for is we're looking for people who maybe you've always wanted to do your own podcast, you just don't really have a website to do it in, Um, it sounds a lot more complicated, not necessarily the recording part to you, but everything else that goes with that, the RSS feed, getting listed in iTunes, all that other stuff. I mean, that's a lot of stuff that you have to do to just create a podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, what I like to do is have multiple programs, maybe another two or three different podcasts at the MyMac.com website. Um, and don't get me wrong, I'm not looking for anything as long as our show. I mean, ours is um, between a half hour to an hour once a week. Right. Uh, and I'm not even de- necessarily looking for a weekly show from somebody else. But if somebody else wanted to do a podcast about Macs, um, a weekly or bi-weekly or even once a month, that's fine. Uh, we'd set it up so people could subscribe to that podcast independently of this podcast they're listening to right now, the MyMac.com podcast. So, you know, let's say, and I'm just going to use David as an example, um, somebody wanted to listen to the David Cohen MyMac podcast. They could subscribe to that via the iTunes Music Store, and that's the only podcast they would get. They wouldn't get this one as well. Um, And that works the other way around. You could subscribe to this one, but you wouldn't get all of them. Mm Obviously, the advantages to uh, an aspiring podcaster, and not even someone that's aspiring to be a podcaster, maybe somebody out there already does a podcast and aren't having, isn't having the success with it that they were hoping for, mm-hmm. or they tried it, found out that it's a lot more work than they thought, and they kind of just kind of pushed it to the side. They did one or two episodes, and that was it. Mm-hmm. They still have that itch. They just don't want to have to do all the work that goes along with that. Right. Obviously, if... Uh, if they're doing one for the MyMac.com podcast, the only thing they really, really have to worry about is actually recording the podcast. We could do all the post-production work on our end. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we can do all the postings. We can do all the XML and RSS work. We can do all the iTunes Music Store work, everything. All they'd have to do is record it and email us the the, the actual podcast, and uh, we'd get it uploaded and all that. Right. So I think this is, would be a really cool opportunity for the aspiring podcasters out there that, uh, that love the Macintosh and want to jump into podcasting. Mm-hmm. It, it could be a... It could be a news show. They can read the news kind of like we do now. Yeah. Um, it could be about games. It could be a, which I think is really a good idea, how to, you mm-hmm. know, how to use iPhoto, how to. Right. That's that's a little tricky because if it's if it comes across as too dry, people are not going to listen. I mean, you can't sound like you're sitting there reading a script. Right. You can't use the same mono voice and now go over here and click. That just wouldn't work. It, mm-hmm. it would be. Even if the if the content itself would be great, that would just be too boring to listen to, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, there's just a huge amount of ground to cover when it comes to... Uh, how about switchers? Mm-hmm. A, pod, a, a Mac podcast designed especially for the new Mac user. You know, someone coming from the Windows side like David. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what could they expect? What should they do? That sort of thing. I think right. it would be a really, really cool podcast to listen to myself so what we're doing is we're going to uh offer up to anybody out there who would like to do a podcast the opportunity to do one Mm -hmm. now obviously just because you want to doesn't mean it's going to happen right um but in the meantime simply send an email to tim at mymac.com that's my personal email account or you can send it to publisher at mymac.com and uh if you want to send an mp3 file of a sample um, let me know beforehand, and I'll send you to another address because I don't want to clog up my personal email with huge yeah. attachments. Um, actually, if they're going to send an attachment, send it to mymacpodcast at gmail dot com, and we've got, you know that's like two gigabytes, and that's, yeah. that's cool. It's not going to tie up my mail program <laughs> while I'm waiting for other mail to come in too. So that's the that's the pitch. Okay. Um, you know, any restrictions, any limits, anything that they can't do a podcast on? Well, right now, or no, I'm not going to set any restrictions at the moment, um, and I don't want to get into the business end of things right. because that will be off topic for mm-hmm. this podcast, and that's something I'll talk with the individual people who are mm-hmm. interested. I, I will say, if you are 13 years old, um, I would say just concentrate on school right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and I say that because in the early days of MyMac.com, Adam Carnabogue, our webmaster, mm-hmm. was 15 when he started with us, and he yeah. was still in high school. And uh, so he finished high school and went all the way through college, and he was still at MyMac.com. Mm-hmm. Looking back, he, and he did a fantastic job when he was young, and he had so yeah. much enthusiasm um, for the site and for the magazine, mm-hmm. and and more so, he had the energy, yeah. <laughs> which you and I are like, ugh. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you're underage, let's put it that way, if, or if you're still in high school, let's. I appreciate your enthusiasm and your interest, but I would rather not do a podcast with someone that young. I know there's mm-hmm. a lot of kids that are doing podcasts, mm-hmm. um, but in this case, I think that I would rather they spend the time hitting the books, mm-hmm. you know, because that's more important than our podcast or yeah. our website or anything. Yep, I That's agree. the most important. So that's probably the only restriction I would say. Um, let's limit it to adults at this point. Okay. And uh, that's about it. And see what else we... We were going to do a contest this week. Yeah. Yeah, I just... Uh, I was just so busy during the day that I just didn't finalize the plans. So I think we'll have a contest next week. Okay. That'll be cool. Uh, hopefully, by this time next week, I'll be able to finish up the whole Mac users uh, helping Katrina victims page. Mm-hmm. Um, the money's been spent. It's, yep. Well, not spent, but it's been sent out. I'm just waiting, basically, for the Red Cross to send me their official um, receipt. receipt. Yeah. So I could post that online, too. Yeah. I got the one from Salvation Army. And Good. I got the whole article written that explains what we did, how we did it, all the people that were involved, the thank mm-hmm. yous, all that stuff. But I'm just waiting for that one thing, and then I'll post that. Yeah. I don't want to post it and then have to go back and add something to it. That just wouldn't be that much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, did it, did it, did it, did it. Let's see. I think that's about it. That's all I can think of today. There, boy, it seems like I'm forgetting something. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I am. 
Let's talk about this little ditty here. <laughs> My little software problem? Yeah, Chad went out and bought a game. Where'd yeah. you get it at? I got it, actually, when I was in Chicago on Memorial Day. I got it at the uh, Circuit City. And... Um, I hadn't bought a game for my Mac in forever. Literally, I think the last thing I got was my wife bought me uh, Warcraft 3, The Frozen Throne, the expansion pack, mm -hmm. for Christmas. And that's really the last game that I've had on my Mac. So it's been a half, well, more than half a year, eight, yeah. eight nine months. Yeah. So I went out and picked up Homeworld 2, and uh, I hadn't installed it until I tried last week, uh, actually two weeks ago, because I was on vacation last week. So, um, went, installed it, went all the way through the installation process, everything went smoothly, and then when I tried to launch it, it gave me an error message that basically said, doesn't recognize my registration code. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I thought, well, I'm not going to throw a fit about this yet. I'm, I'm going to try to call support, see what they've got. So I called the company that published it. And uh, is uh, Sierra? Nope. Or Aspire? Aspire. Well, it's Sierra too. They Aspire probably is the company that ported it. Yeah, they ported it. And actually, they were very helpful. They came up with a couple different suggestions, which I tried and 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 have failed. Um, I gave them my system specs on my system. They tried to tried to recreate the problem and were not were unable to. And so finally. Uh, they came up with a final suggestion, which I have yet to try, which, which is, is create a new user account, unplug all my peripherals, and try to install it on that new user account with mm -hmm. no peripherals installed at all. So I haven't done that yet, but uh, I my, my machine currently, at least the one we record the podcast on, exceeds all the number requirements. So that's not it. So that's not it. So it's I something thought, strange. I thought maybe it was a disk problem, but then I installed it on a 900 megahertz G3 with OS 1028, 32, 32 uh, megs of uh, VRAM and 256 mega RAM, which is the absolute dirt minimum requirements for this game. Actually, a G4... Yeah, the minimum requirements are Mac OS 10.28 or later. Yep. Uh, G4, G5, 800 megahertz or faster. You've got a G3 900. 900. 256 megs of RAM, but 512 is recommended. Mm -hmm. A gig of free space, 3D graphics acceleration, ATI Radeon 7500, NVIDIA GeForce 2 or better, which you don't have in that power book or in mm -hmm. that uh, iBook. 32 gigs of RAM, uh, video RAM, and an 8x CD-ROM. So that actually doesn't even measure up to specs for most of. Uh, but it did install. But it installed. But it <laughs> and it launched. It launched. <laughs> and, it went, and it died when I tried to exit the program. Total frozen screen of death. Uh, but at least it could launch on the on the power book with which didn't even meet the number requirements. So for some reason I have some sort of conflict. So are you gonna try to do their last suggestion, unhook everything from the computer and stand on one foot and, and Yeah, I, I still have yet to try that. That's that's the last throw thing a grain of sand over your left shoulder and yeah, salt just salt. Yeah. You reclaimed your home world. <laughs> now reclaim your destiny. Long ago you returned from exile. I just want to reclaim the software I purchased and install it on my system. But now your fate will not be so kind installing this software. <laughs> your enemies thirst for victory. Your serial number doesn't work. <laughs> Your struggle has only just begun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, oh, okay. But you know, just just a word to the wise: always, for one, always use use the software support that from the manufacturer. What, what would you? How would you rate the software support? Well, first of all, how much did this game cost? Uh, that cost me, I think, forty bucks. Forty bucks, thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Game. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, how was the the support? Well, the, the when when you you said you got when did you initially email them? Uh, mine actually called them. Oh, you I called, called them. the eight hundred line. Okay. So I called the eight hundred line uh, basically as soon as the problem started happening. And did you get someone right away? Yes, I did. I got someone right away. I actually called them. I think their I think their 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 actual customer service support is open till six. It's either six or yeah, it's six p.m. Uh, Central Time, and so mm -hmm. I called them. About 5.40 our time, so... So you got there in time. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the first guy, the first gentleman I, I spoke to gave me a couple suggestions. I tried those, which basically they said, this is a problem that has been documented. Uh, the workaround is basically to pull every, basically dump everything off and then reinstall to your shared file on your on Mac OS X. <clears throat> so instead of installing to my applications folder, which I would normally go to, I wonder when this game came out. That is fairly recent because I actually downloaded the demo. I think, uh, oh, and that's the reason I wanted to buy the game. I downloaded the demo probably in January, or actually even before that. Well, then that's not a recent game. I wouldn't say. I mean, not too recent. It's at least probably then closer to a year old. And if this is a documented problem, what I want to know is why isn't there a patch up on their website? that they could have directed you to that said, oh, yeah, this is a known problem. Just go to our website, download support. They do have a patch, but that's basically for some graphics problems they've had. And well, but if this is a known problem, why haven't yeah. they fixed it? The, the problem isn't with your Mac. Mm-hmm. It's not with peripherals plugged in mm-hmm. or what folder you put it in. This is the Mac operating system, for Christ's sakes. Who cares what folder you put something in? Yeah. This, this should have been fixed with a patch a long time ago. Mm. So... Um, I, I just don't think that's acceptable. If you know this is a known problem, fix it. Yeah. You know, if you you, you just got my 40 bucks, mm-hmm. and I don't ask for much, but I at least want to be able to launch and play the program. Right. And if I can't even get that far, the problem is with you, not me. So I won't be as gentle with them and, and as you have been. I'll mm-hmm. say, no, if it's been out there this long and there's no patch to fix this, um... That's BS, pure mm. and simple. And this is open software. It's not like you can take it back now. Right, which, exactly. Which we've talked about. Well, we haven't really talked about too much in the podcast. I have uh, written a couple articles about that that I don't think that's very fair, that if you buy something, take it home, you put it in your computer and it doesn't work for crap, mm-hmm. I should be able to get my money back. Right. Oh, we'll give you credit for something else because it's open software. Or oh, we can give you another copy of the same program because you've opened it. Because their thing is, well, you could have just took it home and copied it. Right. Well, I didn't skip you. It doesn't work. I want my freaking money back. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I go to the store and buy a TV and take it home, and they can't say, well, did you take it out of the box? Yeah. Well, we can't do nothing now. <laughs> Excuse me. How am I supposed to figure out if it works if I can't get it out of the box? Right. But why example. is software so different? Right. You know, it, it's all piracy. It's the same thing with music. If you go buy mm-hmm. a CD and it's broke, it doesn't work. You're stuck with it. They, yeah. they, some stores will actually give you another CD, which would be cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what if the advertisement was, oh, this is the best rock album of all time, and you take it home, it's freaking jazz. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, shouldn't I be able to get another CD? This sucks. I don't want this. Well, yeah. no, you could have ripped it to your CD or to your computer. Well, yeah, I could have, but I didn't. And right. I'm not a happy, you know. It just ticks me off. It really mm-hmm. does. Um, but that's a that's a whole other topic, really. <laughs> So, uh, that's our show for today. Next yep. week, we will hopefully be giving something away. I love giving stuff away. Makes me feel I like Santa Claus every week. And that's one of the great things about this show. Yeah. For certain. We have a lot of good support from a lot of good manufacturers. Absolutely. We have a lot of uh, people listening, downloading the show. Um, and so, if you know, I was saying earlier, if you're interested in doing a podcast, let us know. Mm-hmm. If you want to send us some MP3 feedback. Like, like David Cohen did. Yep. Send it to... My Mac Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll definitely get it on the shows, you know, as long as you're not burping or farting or <laughs> cursing or anything like that. Hey, hey, we may even try to make it to the Apple Store finally this weekend, like we've talked about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I still, I, I was been wanting to get one of the Mighty Mouse just to, you know, play with it. But the more I read about it, the less I want to spend 50 bucks on one. I have not seen too many things that were very positive about well, it. Well, so you know far. what we're going to have to do is they've got them all. I'm sure they'll have them on every sneaking system up there. Oh, the oh, oh! So you, you know, can go play with them up there. Yeah, that's true. You know what I did get to play with? What? A uh, iPod Nano. Really? Mm-hmm. Where? Best Buy here in town. Uh, they had the iPod Nano. I went up and uh, I was like, oh! And they had the black one too. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I read a report that the black ones are selling like four to one over the white ones. Everybody's been wanting a black iPod since day one back in. 2001, everybody's wanted a black iPod, and not the cheesy U2 special edition, spend an extra 100 bucks for, because it's from U2. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, the, the black 
a U2 iPod was cool looking, but everybody wanted just a standard black right. iPod. Yeah. And uh, they finally have the Nano, and I guess it's just selling like gangbusters. Everybody wants the black one. And that's the one I looked at when I went up there. Dude, it is cool. Well, it's a little, how's the little screen, the screen look? <laughs> you know, the, th- right. the thing is, I'm looking at um, your and my 40-gig iPod right now. Mm-hmm. You see all the plastic around the screen? Yeah. There's no plastic around that little screen. It's, mm. it's almost like the screen goes from one side all the way to the other side. Mm. And you don't notice that too much in the pictures, but when you pick it up, the screen seems much larger than you're expecting. Mm. And that thing is small. Of course, they had that big magnetized super glued with unbreakable epoxy um, tether on it so you can't walk away with the damn shuffle yeah. and they didn't have any music on it and they also didn't have any headphones hooked up to it so you can just basically look it up and go ooh it's, it's yeah, on it's really but the screen was fantastic as far yeah. as clarity it is so well I assume it's light because I was kind of like holding the string so I could take the tension off it so I can kind of get an idea of how light yeah. it was but it still had that tether on there so I really yeah. couldn't um, but boy, that thing is just small, almost too small. I mean, it, shoot, I was at Best Buy yesterday. I should have looked at that. I didn't, I, I didn't even think of looking up there myself. I just happened to be going yeah. by, and I looked down and saw, it and I went, "Oh, they got a Nano here! Unbelievable!" And uh, it, it's cool. Mm. I, I I want one now, but the problem is, and honestly. And this is something else I didn't want to hit on briefly. I know about ten minutes ago I said, "Well, that's our show." Um, <laughs> One other thing, my wife has the iPod Shuffle. As does mine. What I like about the Shuffle is the autofill. You mm-hmm. tell it, you know what, I don't care what you put on there, just load it up with stuff, surprise me. So when I go out on the road or go jogging, whatever you're going to do with your iPod Shuffle, you don't know what's on there. Yeah. And it's just, oh, I haven't heard this song in a while. You know, you can't do that with a regular iPod. Mm-hmm. There is no autofill for the regular iPod in iTunes. Why? I mean, that's what I want to do. Hmm. I want to be able to say, okay, look, I want this playlist and this playlist and this playlist, and the rest of it just auto-fill. Just fill it up. Or fill it up, you know, four, five, six gigabytes or whatever it is. You know, let's say mm-hmm. after all the playlists, I've got 20 gigs free still. Fill 10 gigs of it with just random stuff. Boom, just put it in there. Mm-hmm. Why, why can't I do that? That would seem like a no-brainer. I mean, they do it with a shuffle. Yeah. But you can't do it with the iPod. That doesn't make sense to me. Mm. I bet there's some Apple script out there or something. Maybe our Apple script guru can whip something up. Oh, Jared. Maybe yeah, maybe Jared. Jared, ah. here's your challenge, Gerald. <laughs> From <laughs> Zelic Software. Because, <laughs> you know, software developers are always looking for something that they can create and well, market and maybe right. sell for shareware. Well, here's our royalty-free idea. We just want a free copy. Mm. Create an Apple script that will take... Uh, the free space on an iPod and autofill it randomly. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's an idea. There you go. Ding, ding, ding. Tim's the idea man. That's going to be our show today. That will be the show for today. Let's play. Okay, there's our music starting, so we're out of here. All right, see ya. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast at our RSS feed at MyMac.com or by visiting the iTunes Music Store's podcast section. Please send all feedback to mymacpodcast at gmail.com. And thanks for listening to the mymac.com podcast. <laughs>